0: Welcome to season four of Outstanding Women Leaders, Witty and Wise Conversations. I'm your host, Katie Leeds, founder and chief OWL at Outstanding Women Leaders, OWL Professional Coaching, an organization dedicated to empowering women leaders to step away from stress, reinvent their career, and reclaim their life. I'm on a mission to also host 100 million Witty and Wise Conversations that disrupt the way leaders think and the way the world lives in relationship to each other. Time to start connecting our left and right brain to our loving hearts and listening to what they have to say. The brain will want to continue on the path previously traveled, it feels safe there. The heart barely has a path to follow, allowing passion and purpose to dictate the way. Get ready to disrupt business as usual in your brain and get ready to start following your heart. My heart is always calling for me to dance in conversation, to feel the rhythm and vibrations in the conversation as it ebbs and flows, as we exchange energies, wit and wisdom. My brain is interjecting really quick to invite you to check out outprofessionalcoaching.com backslash for more episodes and to head over to Apple Podcasts or Podbean and write us a quick review. You can also find us on the gram at Outstanding Women Leaders. We have four rules for our conversation today. No one gets to be right. No one gets to be wrong. Everybody gets to be vulnerable and everything is included. We do not uh, edit here. So this conversation is exactly what it needs to be in this moment in time. We've also asked our guests to join us video to allow us to create authentic connection, eyes are the window to the soul. You will be seen here, you will be heard. There is space for you. When this conversation comes to a close, I will ask our guests three questions. If you've tuned in before, you know what they are. If you haven't, you don't wanna miss them. So stay with us, but enough about me. Today, we're gonna to dance in conversation with an outstanding women leader, Cat Connect. An amazing name, an internationally known business coach who has helped thousands of coaches achieve their dream of professional success through her business academy and as a leader for the Coactive Training Institute. Kat believes wholeheartedly in the human potential and has made her impact on others through her work as a coach, trainer, author, interfaith minister, and inspiring speaker. With her know-how and fun down-to-earth style, she brings a rare wisdom to those who want to succeed financially while staying aligned and inspired by their higher purpose. She brings an expertise gained from 20 years of success as a professional coach, as well as her extensive training as a relationship and business coach. Kat is the author of the best-selling book, The Soul Search, and her book, Evolve Your Coaching Business, looks like it is published and sitting right behind her. Kat lives in uh, California with her husband, Curtis, with whom she shares a blended family. She loves to take walks on the beach, travel in her camper, JoJo, and relax with her kitten, Coconut. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Katie, I'm happy to be here. Excited to talk to you.
0: I am so excited. And when I first read your bio, I missed the part where you're an interfaith minister. And now I think my brain can only think about that. I want to know more. <laughs>
1: I'd be happy to tell you that it kind of happened. So the interfaith minister piece happened after I'd had a successful coaching career. I've been a coach for probably like 12 years. And I just hit this point where I wanted to bring something more to my coaching, to my business, to the people that i worked with. And I, at the same time, I was working to overcome a fear of, of public speaking. I had a fear of public speaking for um, most of my adult life. So I did some work on that. I really did some big, deep work on that fear. And I wrote a sermon and my minister asked me to perform this sermon to our church. And I had a moment when I was walking up to the pulpit, (laughs) walking up, stepping up, getting up to the microphone. And I just knew that, that I had a spiritual calling. I just knew that was a part of my career. So I I did that sermon and it went really well and I just felt that calling. So I signed up for seminary (laughs) and I wanted to do a seminary where it included, you know, just talking in your introduction about everything is included. So I wanted to do a seminary that included everybody. So in my seminary, I studied all of the major religions and many of the minor ones all over the world so that I could get to the root of what that spiritual meaning is, you know, for everybody, not just what's in a certain book or a certain prophet. It's fascinating actually <laughs> to get down to that core.
0: Yeah. Of what
1: everybody believes in.
0: Mm, I love that.
1: I, um,
0: I took a huge leap of faith when I moved to, uh, across, halfway across the country after I got divorced and joined a church my first Sunday and, watched, um, you know, my, got my career from that and just watched God work. And I love that this is a part of your story. So thank you for, wow. um, So much that I want to dive into you with. Um, I know that you've got all this expertise in coaching business and you've got this great book out and also amazing opinions on coaching. And so let's get into those. if <laughs> I have to connect with you afterwards on the interfaith. Um, but before we talk about where you are now, let's talk about your background and um you know your story. Every outstanding women leader that I meet just has an incredible background story to share.
1: Yeah, so in, and I share this it, this story is in both of my books. So in the Soul Search, I I I, I write about um when I was 17, I was kidnapped and I was, um, I was held at gunpoint. It was a, uh, there, there's a lot to the story <laughs> again. It's in my book, but there was an experience that I had during that time where I saved my life literally. And I got to, I got absolute proof that we all have divine power. We all have Um, whether it's, you know, if you believe in God or spirit or universe, that there is a loving entity in this world that we can connect with. So I had that experience and I knew I had an unshakable faith from that moment on that we all have choice, that no matter what is happening to us, no matter what the circumstances are, we can make a choice about it. So it was really amazing. And I was just a teenager when that happened to me. Um, and I went through a lot of things after that, went through a lot of winding roads, getting married and having kids and really enjoying a domestic life, but always feeling like there was something I was meant to do that I hadn't yet done. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it was probably in my mid thirties where maybe mid to late thirties where I really just, I hit uh, one of those really low points I'm like I have to do something else with my life. I was working for the postal service. I had on an executive um, team. I, I had a great job. I had a great house. I had you know all those things, money and a, a family life. But I was feeling that really unfulfilled feeling. Like there's something more for me to do. And that's when I found out about coaching. I read about it in a Newsweek article. And I just started exploring it. And as fate would have it, the team, the executive team I worked on, they hired a coach, coaches to come and help us because there was a lot of dysfunction <laughs> and it worked. I was like, I've got to find out about this thing because coaching really works. And that's what led me to the coaches training Institute and to train as a coach and to begin my journey. That's now been 22 years. Wow.
0: Oh what an incredible story. Uh, thank you for sharing that. I would, did not expect you to start out t- sharing a story of um, like kidnap
1: and what an incredible, you're so brave. Thank you. Well, yeah, it was, you know, and again, there's a lot more to the story. I, I don't know if it was bravery so much as just really, when it came down to a moment where I like really life or death that I got, that I had to choose, you know, what, what was I, what was I really going to believe in, in that moment? And that's where I got my inspiration. It's like, I believed in love. I believed in the higher power and it worked. (laughs) I wasn't flaky. I wasn't just, you know, a thing that I'd made up as a kid that I thought was a true thing. And that's still what motivates me today. So that was a that was like okay if I could do that, and I was just seventeen, you know, regular person in in most ways. Then everybody can do that. Then everybody has that power, and it's really just a matter of how do we help people find that in themselves. So th- that became my mission, um, and that's why I'm on a crusade now. It might seem. It might seem like a, there, there isn't a direct connection. Saved my life when I was 17 on a spiritual path, and now I do business coaching. But, but this is what came to me, Katie. After I finished seminary, I thought I was going to be a minister. I was actually, um, the church that I, that I was at asked me to be their minister. I thought that was going to be my path. But I got a very strong message that what I was meant to do was to help coaches, because coaches have power, they have the ability to do what I just described, to actually help people access that transformational power they have. So I got this image and I got this message that that's where my, I'm gonna say my ministry really was meant to be, was to be out, you know, with all the experience I had, I had been able to succeed as a coach and I had I figured it out, like what steps needed to be taken and I'm like, I. That's what I need to share with the world.
0: Mm, and I'm so excited to share that, um, particularly with the Outstanding Women Leader podcast world, because there are a lot of coaches that are in the, this uh, the sphere. Tell us your secrets. Tell us your, your ways. <laughs> uh, how are you evolving a coaching business?
1: So so why I call my book Evolve Your Coaching Business is because it is an evolution, So one of the things that I learned through probably more through mistakes and failures that I made (laughs) and then having successes was that a coaching business requires that you treat it that way. There's not overnight success. There's not, oh, I just do these three things and then it will all work out for me.
0: But that's what we want to
1: hear. We want to hear (laughs) the three things so we know what to do. Well, there are three things. So this is the, here's the paradox. There are three things, but you have to do them in the right order. So one of the um, very first chapters, well, the first chapter in my book is about heart and soul, because I do believe we have to come from the heart and soul. But then the next chapter is called the four stages of a coaching business, because you need to know where you are, what stage you are, so you can do the right things in that stage. We are, there's so there's so much marketing, you know, garbage, I'm going to say out there, like a lot of like, Oh, do this, like do these fun, big things. And it's all going to work out. But the truth is it's all done. It's like, it's like a, it's like a a kid, let's say, right. How kids they, you, you have to crawl before you walk. So the things to do in the beginning of a coaching business are very, um, I'm going to say, what's the word? Help me with the word. Like they're not complicated. They're really, really simple. I was lucky because I had worked for the postal service. I had my, my first husband was a fruit grower and I actually gained a lot of experience on what to do as a coach from the work that he and I did together because I found out that one business is business. And the main focus of a business is to let people know what you do and why It matters to them why this is something they should spend their money and time on. So in the coaching business, I believe in simple marketing techniques, like having a niche. I'm a big niche person, because when you have a niche and you know who your people are, you can talk to them and you can meet them where they are. You can talk to them about their problems. That's a funny thing we coaches have. Like we, we, we don't solve problems, but actually we do. We, we actually help people solve problems. We help people find solutions to the things that aren't working for them. And that's what is most likely going to have a person want to hire a coach. I have a challenge. Something's not working for me. If you tell me you can actually help me move the, move the dial on this, I am all in. So that's the biggest job that coaches have is to get really clear. This is why, whether you believe in a niche or not, but it's a way to be able to talk specifically and talk to people about what's in their hearts and what they care about because you can use their language. You can use, and you can help them feel like there's hope and that who they are is okay because you're addressing it. So that's number one for me. It's like, you got to go to those places of very simple marketing, but it takes time and it takes effort. And it takes, I call it uh, your mountain to climb. It takes getting past all kinds of fears and um, uh, limiting beliefs about what's possible. It also takes getting past grandiose thinking Cause that's, they're, they're like two sides of the same coin. People think, you know, they don't want to do the simple thing. They want to do the grand thing, <laughs> but it's actually the simple thing that's going to work to get you to the grand thing. Cause that grand thing is there in stage four of a coaching business. But stage four sounds so much more fun. <laughs> stage four is so much more fun. <laughs> that is where all the fun is. Um, You know, that's where you you can be out in public and really getting your message out to, you know, thousands of people writing books. It's not like you can't do some of the fun things in the beginning. That's just not what, that's not what's gonna grow your business. It's gonna get you, it's gonna get you um, out of invisibility. It's gonna get you talking about what you do. It's great. I did so many things. Like I had a radio show was one of the first things that I did. And this was, I don't know, 15, 16 years ago, was an AM radio show, you know, back of like people could get it on their, on their car dial. (laughs) I had so much fun on that show and I did get some business, but what I found was I still had to do the foundational pieces like, okay, great. So now I've got some people paying attention to me. I still had to. And when I did have that radio show, I had a niche. So it made that radio show a lot easier to um, kind of broadcast and get the exact guests that I wanted to get and to tie my coaching business to what I was talking about on the radio show. But, or, and although the beginning stages don't sound like as much fun, creation is fun. In my opinion,
0: Mm -hmm. creating
1: something like of your own from your own you know, your own creative expression, and putting it together your way. And that's a lot of what I preach about in my book. And what I help people with in my business is finding that unique voice and your unique way of doing it. But then doing the practical things that will actually make it a reality. I call it soul and strategy strategy and strategy. Soul and strategy. You're listening into your soul, your soul is going, go, go, go. Get out there, do this thing. And strategy is like, okay, well let's put some steps to this. Let's put some steps that make sense so that the actual people can hear what you have to say and will be interested in actually spending money on your services.
0: Mm-hmm. I love your mission to empower coaches because I think about the amount of impact that you're going to have over a lifetime of not just coaching individuals, not just giving presentations and being the front of the room leader, but, and not just building a coach's thriving business, but the amount of lives that are touched because coaches are the adult teachers of the world. (laughs) I'm a former high school teacher, educator, right. Um, we are here to solve, like you talk about solving problems, but there's also a lot of education that we didn't, we don't give in high school and in college and, and in life. Right. And why would you not as an adult hire yourself uh, an educator?
1: (laughs) I love that, Katie. That is brilliant. We are, we are the teaching. What did you say? The adult teachers. Yes. (laughs) I mean, you know, when I first became a coach, um, my kids were teenagers. It was the one, it was really, a I don't know if a regret is probably too big of a word, but I thought, oh, if only I'd been a coach when they were little because what I learned as a coach and I brought it to my mothering and it was like, Oh my gosh, I now know how to listen to my kids. I know how to be you know, that open and wonder and curious about what they're really doing and help them to understand who they are and why they're motivated to do what they do. Yeah. Um, I, you know, that's a passion
0: for me is I, I taught high school kids, high school kids need this information too, because their brains are still forming. If there's one thing that every high school kid has to learn when they graduate is that their brains are not done forming until 25 mm-hmm. to 30. They just need to know that about themselves. Right. Uh, but to empower parents to also know that is such a passion of mine and, you know, we're the future, <laughs> that you're helping uh coaches to build it and i know you have all this knowledge and you have strong opinions and so i want to dive into some of that
1: okay um, so <laughs> do you have a particular question or should i just
0: like i love that you were just like okay here i go
1: <laughs> oh, i do have up. strong opinions having yes. done this as long as i i've done it one is that coaches need to treat their business like a business. So there's so much passion around being trained as a coach around what coaching can do. And I love that part of it, but I see coaches really, um, they, they want to sidestep and not even call it a business. So that's one of the things I want to crusade: like call it a business. It is a business. If you want to make money at it, that's what it is. That, right. That they're a business. I looked this definition of a business model up. It's, it's a business model. It's just ideas and products. And there was one other thing that are, that are put, put together to, to um, get revenue. So if I don't think coaching is going to have the impact it could have, if coaches aren't professional about having a business, because those two things go together for me. It's like, yes. You can do okay as a coach. If you don't uh, do all the business things, you can do all right. But to really have the impact and for thousands of coaches, I'm even going to say millions of coaches to be infiltrating our world. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I see it. It's like we're infiltrating. We're going everywhere. People are changing. It's got to be done through a business. And I, I have this, I work with both um, men and women but I have a very particular uh, love of helping women create a business. Cause I do, I feel like women shy away from that a lot. Like not thinking they can be a businesswoman, that they can put the business pieces together and be really successful at it. That's probably the biggest, that's the thing I'm on the biggest crusade about is like call it a business, It's a heart-based business. It's a business that brings love and wonderful things to the world, but it's a business. And then you can use business tactics, business strategies to your advantage. And it can take this one profession and help it explode across the globe. How's that? (laughs)
0: Yeah. When I owned my CrossFit gym, I definitely learned all the lessons of what it means to treat a business like a business. And it's the number one thing that happens with gym owners as well, right? They're passionate about helping people lose weight, uh, not necessarily about owning a business. So the professionalism uh, for our industry is so important. So I love that you focus on that. Um, Yeah. What about pedagogy? I'm an educator. So this is the stuff I like to talk about. What are your strong opinions? Um, you know, coach is not a regulated word. We do have a self-governing body, the ICF. Um, where do you stand
1: on coaching
0: and pedagogy?
1: Oh, I don't even know. I don't know if I have a strong stand on that. Um, I have a really strong stand on coaches being trained and being certified and i do believe there is a lot of room for growth in our profession when it comes to being regulated <laughs> and it's a funny thing cuz i came in like 22 years ago it was really the wild wild west i don't know how much of that has changed as far as you know anybody can call themselves a coach and you know it means a whole lot of things this is again for me if we go really professional with this I think, and join that with, with, with being really well-trained and doing a good job ourselves of making sure the public knows about that. I do think that's part of our job as coaches is to talk about our training and, and, and the expertise that we have. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's one of those, um, I don't know, I think it's kind of sad for our profession. That there's so much, kind of, um, I don't know what's the word. It's like a mystery. Like there's so much, like ah, it's going be there this- is right.
0: Ah. Or you hear someone say life coach, and like, what does that yeah. even mean? Um, and yes, is this like some type of woo woo? Like Tony Robbins is going to make me feel really good about myself this weekend? Like what
1: does that mean? Um, For me, I think about other professions, though. Just a little thing. I've seen other professions. Like I remember when massage therapy, my sister became a massage therapist back in the seventies or something, and it was seen as like a sex thing. (laughs) People would ask her, "Oh, you know, something about sex." (laughs) Now it's really, you know, Mm -hmm. massage therapy is, you know, doctors recommend it. If people, that's in hospitals. So I have that thought that coaching could go that way, you know, kind of part of it. That's not really coaching could fall by the wayside. The more that we coaches um, make sure that it's perceived correctly.
0: Yeah. I love that comparison as well, right? Massage therapists have to know every single muscle, the Mm -hmm. test to become a massage therapist is challenging. Um, That's something that people probably don't know about if you're going through the ICF governing body, like, or the challenge of passing the test, right. And what that really means. Um, Although I have to say, I think I was more proud of my CPCC than I was.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, and I know that is a tough course to get through. (laughs) It means a lot.
0: It does. And, you know, the biggest thing I think I noticed in CTI train coaches, um, is detachment. And I think that's so important as coaches that we are not attached to an agenda. And to like, that is probably my like thorn in a side when I hear coaches talking about something and I hear you can feel the attachment. Like, that was probably from a life changing transformational point for my own personal life, was such a huge shift as a leader, the biggest shift I could have possibly made. Um, so it's, yeah, that's my stickler for coaching. I know a good coach when I see someone, when you know, when they're not attached.
1: Yeah. And ICF has gone really, really far in that direction with the, their new regulations. They are on board with that.
0: Yeah. It's so great to hear. Uh, what else? You said this is like, you love to, you're the expert in the room. Um, tell me about transformation
1: and humans. Transformation in humans—that's um, <laughs> a big question. What? Is, so I, I'm a little like, what? 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 what do you mean? Like, like, how it happens for humans?
0: Yeah, share okay. a little bit of your insight and expertise. So I
1: have one of the things that I use. It's in both of my books. I call it the soul search. One of the—I did this maybe eight years ago. So this has been a quest of mine though, since I was a kid. To figure out why some people are happy and some people are, are not. And some people complain a lot and they feel like their life is just crap and they don't like things. Um, some of these people were in my family. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. Um, I did a lot of spiritual work actually as a kid. I had an epiphany when I was about seven where I got a very direct message that I knew, I knew what it took to get what I wanted in life. I had had, I had it figured out and it was my job to help other people with that. Mm -hmm. So this is when coaching came on my radar. I'm like, this is my perfect opportunity. So I investigated exactly what it, what happens that has a person succeeding and being fulfilled and where they get off track. And that sounds really grandiose as I say it, but it is true. So this is the soul search method that I call, it's really about monitoring your thinking and being really clear on always creating only from what you already have. And that's a little, it's, you know, there's some of that in the law of attraction. Um, But there's something that I believe is absolutely true that when we focus on what we have, that we touch base with our most creative power. And that's where transformation happens. Because when you touch base with that and then you come from that and you take what I call inspired action from there Mm -hmm. and something new happens, that's magic. That's where we're like, oh my gosh, I actually have power to make what I want to happen, happen. And what's, what I love about this that I also believe is true is it can only be something good. We, the, this isn't about destructive power. This isn't about, oh, you know, I can do... It. This kind of power when it's coming from the positive things that you have and you feel and you know about yourself can only create more of that. Right, does that make sense? It's like that can only be created from oh if i have something positive and good in me and i touch base with it what i create from it will be positive and good and i also believe be good for other people so there is a way we can train our thinking because we often think about the things that are wrong we think about what's not going well we think about mistakes that we've made we think about failures and it takes I do this on a daily basis. I clear my thinking every single day of all of that. I do call it crap. I clear the crap out and I keep coming back with what's working. What am I doing? Well, what do I love right now? What's here? That's like making me happy and things that my life just has unfolded from there. Like tons of magic and miracles. So that's what I also bring to the clients that I work with. And why I love working with coaches on their business is I can help them keep moving with that very positive glow that's in them. It's, it sounds woo woo, but it's actually very practical.
0: Hmm. I love, no, I love this. I'm sitting on this inspired action. I'm thinking about my own inspired actions that I want to take after this uh, and involving my own coaching business. Yeah, good. Um, what advice do you have for coaches that are in that level, that stage one, where it's not necessarily feeling fun for them?
1: Well, I, I, I my first piece of advice is you need to get help. Mm-hmm. Don't sit back and do it on your own. Get help. Be a part of a group. Hire a business coach. Some you, it, we, we. That's number one. Number one is that. Don't try to sit around and figure it all out yourself. I can't figure my own business out myself. We all need help from somebody. We need a sounding board, somebody to help us kind of sort our ideas out. So that's number one. You know, then just get some really, so marketing, right? Marketing is one of those terms that some people just really, really hate. So I would recommend that coaches, you know how we have perspectives. (laughs) Here's a perspective. Marketing is about communicating what you care about to other people. Hmm. It's, that's what marketing is. I didn't make this up. This is not Cat Connect's own idea. This is just fact. Uh, in my book, I interview uh, a woman who's an expert on online marketing and social media. She actually is the person who works for the Coactive Training Institute. And I interviewed her for the book. And I want, I'm just so excited as I interview her, like, give me all the tips. And she says, this is what she just said to me. It was already in my book. So I was happy about it. She said, it's just relationships. So marketing is about creating relationships with people, letting them know what you do. Not about you, not here's what coaching is and here's how wonderful it is, but here's what I can do for you. Finding out what are their problems? What are their dreams? What makes them tick, What do they care about? Use the, you know, if you're a coactive coach, use the coactive model or any coaching model. It's like, get over there with people, find out about them. When you care about other people, they feel it. I mean, people hire us to be their coach because there's this positive, you know, feeling they have about themselves. So again, I'm going to bring the niche back in. It's so much easier to talk when you have a niche and you can talk specifics. But that's what I would tell people. Get help get support and begin thinking of marketing as relationship building. And if you don't wanna build relationships, you're not gonna succeed in a coaching business. Mm. That's just, I'm just gonna say that. You can't sit back and have a fabulous um, website or you know do, do all those, have a webinar. If you don't really wanna connect with people and build relationships, because that's how a business thrives. So evolving your coaching business, I've been in it all this time. I have people who are still referring people to me from 20 years ago, from 15 years ago, from five years ago. It starts to snowball. That's the evolutionary process, right? If you think about evolution, it's the things that aren't working fall behind. And the things that are working, those are the ones you keep doing. So think about it as a relationship building business that you want to just communicate to people. Here's what I care about. And you actually want to help them in your marketing communication, give them hope, give them inspiration, let them know that there's possibilities for them, right? These are all the things we'd like to do. That's marketing. You just got to get out there and talk to people about it. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for sharing so all of your knowledge with everyone for free on this podcast, where can people go to give you some money and buy that book <laughs> and check out your services?
1: Okay. So my, my, um, my website is soul driven success. So that's the name soldier You can go to my website. I have a lot of free things. I have things about niches, believe it or not that are free. You can order my book. I have eBooks. I have a quiz to find out what stage of business coaching business you're in. I have all kinds of goodies. So that's the best place to go. Awesome. Thank
0: you so much. Um, As I mentioned before, I have three questions that I always end with. Okay. Ruin a fourth. I forgot about that for the four seasons, four questions. Now my first question is what's your superpower?
1: Ah. My superpower is creating fun and enlightening experiences that make things real. So I help people make things real in a way that's fun. Mm.
0: What's your purpose?
1: Uh, I think they're one in the same My Superpower. My purpose, my purpose is to light people up, like mm. to actually take this energy I have in me and um, I kind of, kind of put it out in. That's why I love working with coaches. Kind of, exploded in the world mm, like a
0: sparkler fire that's present. it, that's it. it. Yeah. what do you take a stand for no matter what
1: love i take a stand of love is is that is the most powerful energy i absolutely stand for that
0: my last question is what's next Ooh.
1: so um this this Transformational thing that I learned at 17. So, what's next for me is really going like taking that my story and going bigger with it, like really letting people know that possibility is there for them.
0: Mm, I love that. I can't wait to continue to follow your journey. And I'm so glad that our paths crossed at CTI. When you agreed to come on my podcast, it's like, oh my gosh, she's going to do this. This is so exciting.
1: Thank uh, you, Jamie. Oh. Um, so thank you it's, it's been so much fun you're so great at this I can see why you want to do
0: it Oh thank you so much yeah um I feel I'm like I haven't closed out a show in a while. this is the first episode of season four Woo-hoo. i woo we are super excited um and I look forward to having more people on I from like how do I close my show I don't remember oh yeah I forgot make sure you write us a review tell us how much you love this episode Give us some love on podbean or Apple podcasts
1: mm